This episode is brought to you in part by Wholehearted Love, a new book by Caleb and Stephanie Rouse. Overcome the barriers that hold you back in your relationships with God and with others and delight in feeling safe, seen, and loved with Wholehearted Love. For more information, go to Tyndale.com. I've told a couple of people this, um, and I think I said it to you too, but you know, I don't think I realized how much I needed this book. This is me, right? This is where I'm at, that I'm, I'm trying to make something of myself. Even, even the church, kind of the be all you can be. Hey, you are gifted in all of these areas. Yeah. So right. you need to use these gifts mm-hmm. um, to the best of your ability <laughs> to glorify God, right? right. Like that's no kind pressure. of the message that we have. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, it is like, to be honest, it is a daily struggle. How do we get from idea and concept into an actual book. In this conversation, I take you behind the scenes with my agent, Don Gates, and my editor at InterVarsity Press, Alyssa Schauer. We talk to them not only about their excitement and interest in this concept of how our limits actually lead to goodness, purpose, rest, and faithfulness, but also what their own hustle habits are, and the limits in their own careers. Listen in to a great conversation with Alyssa and Don as we consider what a spacious life might look like. Welcome to the Finding Holy Podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Hales, author of A Spacious Life. I love big ideas, but ideas have to move beyond an ivory tower to find their application in the midst of our work and our laundry routines. Here on the Finding Holy Podcast, expect conversations about how to live faithfully in a post-Christian world, but without the vitriol, posturing, or shouting across the aisles. In each conversation, you'll get to hear my guests' wisdom, their laundry routine, and for this season, also their hustle habit. Let's find holy together. Friends, I'm excited to welcome two folks here to the Finding Holy podcast, my editor and my agent. Alyssa, why don't you give us a start? So my name is Alyssa Schauer. I work at IVP in the editorial department, and I actually wear two hats. Um, I am a a project editor, a technically associate trade editor. And so I work with a handful of our trade titles every year. Um, I'm also working with our new children's line, IDP Kids. So that's an exciting new endeavor. It's been an adventure of the last year for me. And then my other primary responsibility is the managing editor. So I oversee the team of people that works with all the titles that IVP publishes, um, making sure that they get copy edited and proofread and we take care of our author corrections and get everything ready for the printer. So um, I see like the entire span of um, the editorial process for our books. Don, tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do. Yes, thanks, Ashley. Um, Gosh, uh, after a 15-year career in brand management with Fortune 500 companies, I made a move into ministry. Uh, 
Christian Books as a ministry uh, for me and has been over the last uh, more than a decade now. Uh, uh, led the marketing team at Zondervan and about eight years ago became an agent, really saw the opportunity to come alongside authors as an agent and help uh, amplify their messages in a, you know, a, crea- a, a chaotic world, if you will. So yes, I'm always, yeah, I'm always looking for uh, authors like you, Ashley, established authors who have messages that are really impacting um, uh, people's lives, uh, drawing them closer to God and teaching them uh, how to walk in his ways. Mm-hmm. So if you guys aren't, listeners are not familiar with how kind of the whole publishing process works, often an author or a future author will work with an agent and then the agent will represent that author to various publishing houses who will bid on this great book idea. <laughs> and then you kind of get turned over and you work with editorial teams and then you work with marketing teams. And so it really is a very collaborative process. Every book that you read is not just simply an author typing on their screen about you know journaling or blogging or something. It goes through a very rigorous process. And I'm so thankful for both Dawn and Alyssa to have helped me with A Spacious Life. It was a pleasure. Oh, thanks. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. I, in a lot of ways, uh, as an agent, I'm a matchmaker. And so <laughs> you, Ashley, and Alyssa, you know, we're a match made together to yes. uh, great work uh, for glory to God and benefit for his people. Amen. Amen. Yeah. So it's a very fun process. And of course, you can look up Alyssa and Don for more information about their services and Everything makes, you know, these sorts of partnerships unique by the book, the idea, the publishing company, all of those, yeah, are how we kind of work these things out. But um, I would love, you know, as we're talking about A Spacious Life this season, we're talking about how our limits are good. And I think when I first, maybe we'll start with Dawn, as I first talked about, I think we started talking about this idea. It was actually in um, over dinner at the Redbud Writers Guild retreat. And we started talking about this idea of being unlimited. And what does that mean particularly for women? And how do women feel this sense of needing to always be unlimited? So what drew you to the book project, Don? As like, yeah, I think that this would be a sellable, good idea. And I can see where it's going. Yeah, you know, um, it really struck a chord with me. I'm uh, attentive to my body language as someone's talking to me and my head was nodding (laughs) as you got into this content. And, uh, you know, you were saying things that just really, um, I see in myself and I see in others, uh, we want to do everything possible and, and, and we're, we can't, uh, we're not called to, uh, we put that burden on ourselves. Mm-hmm. And uh, we try to find, we try to do it all. At least I do. I, you know, I think I'm called to work with every author. <laughs> right. Uh, but that is not true. I have limits and God yeah. has called me to uh, uh, be purposeful in what I'm doing and choosing and realizing I can't do everything. And mm-hmm. so it really uh, resonated with me personally. I knew it would with uh, uh, women and men alike. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I think. I think your opening illustration of uh, being in a supermarket and just being overwhelmed at the choices that we have uh, was uh, you know, a mm-hmm. specific example that you used. And uh, yeah, I, having worked in the food world uh, <laughs> right. for 15 years, I, I identified with that as well. Yeah, it's so fascinating, right? With just like the choice overload and that we somehow think that that's a really good 
moral <laughs> thing is to have more choices. What drew you, Alyssa, to the project? What were you fascinated by, perhaps? Yeah, so Cindy Bunch is our editorial director. And so she received the pitch from, from Don, her proposal, mm -hmm. and, and walked down to my office and said, hey, I have something I want you to look at. And, um, you know, as I started to read the proposal, and I think you had one chapter that you yeah. sent to us, and uh, really, it just got me thinking about how this was so counter to a lot of the messages and culture um, that really that I had been talking to, to friends and colleagues about, mm -hmm. um, particularly to women. Mm -hmm. um, but this kind of the, the, the can-do spirit, the, you know, you, you can, you are the, um, you, you know, kind of the, the unlimited, right? But right. you can accomplish anything you put your mind to, you just... Mm -hmm. And what was most troubling to me is that this had seeped into this, this cultural message had seeped into the Christian subculture mm -hmm. and that we had kind of baptized it. And right. um, boy, just, I just feeling like it was um, not just upsetting, but a little bit dangerous. Yeah. Um, and just the, the message that women were, were, were getting and sharing. Mm -hmm. So, so I got excited when I saw, you know, oh yeah, no, the limits, limits are good because they are for our good and, and kind of the, the theological foundation that you had here. Um, now, of course, I kind of wanted to take on some of those, those <laughs> other authors messages and, 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 you know, you kind of talked me down from that, like, hey, we, we want to be kind. And, and right. so, I, and you know, ultimately that you were right. That was okay. Um, I know. Uh, yeah. I think that's such, that's the challenge I think. Um, and what's been really fun about this process and hard and different, of course, is I turned in a manuscript <laughs> that needed a lot of work, which is not uncommon, but for me, it, it felt uncommon because <laughs> I want to do really well and, you know, give my best possible work. And uh, both Alyssa and Cindy Bunch said, you know, I think you're just trying to get it right. And we want more of you. And at that point is when I actually kind of changed in my mind who I'm writing this book for. I'm not trying to, I think that first version of the manuscript, I was really trying to convince the woman who was trying to do everything that this was a bad idea. And I was going to kind of pull out all the stops and give you all the theological arguments about why this was a bad idea. And then I really kind of hit on this language of invita invitation instead and saying, actually, our limits are invitations. And so it's a gentler, kinder book than maybe like the academic side of me would. I would love to just like, you know, redline all of those, you know, other books that are, are, are spouting lies and tell you why they're wrong. But I think something that's beautiful and kind and invitational is actually going to change us. I hope. Yes. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. In fact, I, it was, it was a language of invitation and you had, you had used some of that in your, just a little bit of it in that yeah. first draft. And Cindy was the one that said, Hey, I, I think that this could be a thread. Mm -hmm. And, and I remember that was the moment where I was like, yes, Yes, invitation. If we have this common thread of invitation, that language, 
Yeah, and that's being like Jesus. I mean, Jesus gave an invitation uh, as a shepherd and say, mm. come my way. He didn't force it. And much what Ashley's doing in the book, uh, if you feel like you need this, if you need weight lifted from you, right. here's an invitation. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I, I love that that sense of you being a shepherd and helping others um, with, with the problem that they have. Because, mm -hmm. yeah, we don't need like, more arguments about why you're doing something that is just, you know, in the cultural water, that's probably not going to actually help us be transformed, I don't think. So I would love to chat too about just your own experience of limits and how you've found them to be good in your careers, particularly, you know, as we're thinking through these ideas. So I have a, a quiz and you can access it at aspacious.life. That's a spacious.life. And it's called, what's your hustle habit? Because I think we all have ways that we try to overcome our limits. We try to hustle through them or we ignore them or we blame others. We blame our circumstances. We tend sometimes to go into like this shame spiral. There's lots of ways in which we try to overcome our limits in unhealthy ways. So if you go to a spacious.life, you can take the quiz and then enter your email and you'll get like a one page little roadmap to help you particular to your hustle habit, which is a really great companion to a spacious life. So I'm asking all of my podcast guests what their hustle habit is. <laughs> so what's your hustle habit? Alyssa, Don, you want to go first? Uh, pass on the back. <laughs> no, it's okay. I can go. Okay, okay. So, um, yeah. So trying to use kind self, um, talk here. Um, <laughs> so, so blame, I showed up as blame and mm -hmm. I was like, shoot, because I feel like this is something that I've been working really hard on really for the past like 20 years. Right. Life. You <laughs> yeah. know, like I thought, Oh, I thought I had made progress. And then here this showed up. <laughs> However, I feel like if I had taken your your hustle habit quiz 20 years ago, I don't know that I would have been able to identify. There you go. Answer those questions honestly enough to identify that that blame is is where I go. Yeah. So, um, how does yeah. blame show up? What does that look like in your work day? Maybe. Oh sure, like whose fault is it? I mean, I'm all <laughs> yeah. working. Everyone right? else's like, fault, so, right? Yeah. <laughs> Right. Every I always joke around like as a managing editor, basically the books that I'm most familiar with are the problem ones. Right. right. It's the right. it's the squeaky wheel gets the grease. So and let's face it, things go wrong, you know, varying in varying degrees every yep. single day. Things yep. are gonna go wrong. And oh here's another I'm seeing even being more vulnerable. So I'm a one on the Enneagram. Yep. So I like to do things right, have things go well. So which is good for a managing editor to have somebody that cares about the details yep um but also yeah there's this yeah so mm -hmm. trying to figure out what what went wrong instead of just saying well mistakes happen sometimes and things yeah. things can go wrong yeah so outwardly i um i think i do a much better job of managing all of that inwardly i, I still have right. some of that that for sure that that inner critic that yeah. evaluates everything right All 
Are you busy? Do you feel like you have all of the plates spinning all of the time? If that's you, or you are entering back into normal life after this global pandemic and you don't want to be busy and full of hustle and hurry, I want to invite you into a more spacious community. Here's how it works. I have created a quiz just for you to find out what your hustle habit is. You can go to aspacious.life, that's aspacious.life, and take that free quiz. It'll give you a sense of if you tend to ignore your limits, if you control them, if you blame other people or circumstances or find yourself in a shame spiral, and it will give you a one-page roadmap to help you move forward. I can't wait to see how you are able to move through your hustle habit and into a more spacious life. If you were hoping to do that in community and to get some personal time with me, I am launching a spacious community. It's going to kick off in mid-August and you will get a free ebook copy of my forthcoming book, A Spacious Life, Trading Hustle and Hurry for the Goodness of Limits. You'll get to work with me as your coach and you will get to come alongside other women who are eager to find a spacious life, not just on vacation, but in the midst of their actual everyday holy life. If that's you, please head on over to aspacious.life. You can pre-order a copy of the book and you'll be signed up for a spacious community that will kick off in August. I can't wait to join you. This episode is brought to you in part by Beyond Ordinary Women Ministries, which prepares Christian women for leadership. At Bow, we believe that every woman is a leader because she influences someone. So, whom do you influence? Do you mentor a woman, serve in the workplace, or do you lead a small group, teach the Bible, or even lead an entire ministry? No matter who or how many you influence, our free online resources will help equip you. Our videos, podcast episodes, and articles from experienced women leaders will encourage you and perfect your leadership skills. They offer wisdom for dealing with ministry pitfalls, current biblical issues, health for your own soul, and insights for shepherding others well. In addition, BOW offers Bible studies designed to connect women of multiple generations. They provide a challenge to both women new to the Bible and those wanting to dig deeper. Be our guest and browse all of our free resources and low-cost Bible studies at beyondordinarywomen.org. What might like an invitation look like in that blame, maybe? Like how might you reframe it instead of being like, ah, I'm going to blame again. You know, is there any way that you feel like, huh, that like, the limits of my time or, you know, that I, this project is getting messy or there's, you know, some problem. And instead of like reaching to blame, what might be the invitation there? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think the invitation for me is always about grace. Mm-hmm. So um, kind of thinking about how, how to be more gracious to myself, more mm-hmm. gracious to others, mm-hmm. um, both in, both in word and thought mm-hmm. and action. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, that's, that's always the process. <laughs> oh, it's it's a lifetime journey. It is. Thank you. How about you, Don? What's your hustle habit? Yeah, good question. Well, as I 
you know, look, I knew of the four different categories and yeah. I can fit into any of those I categories at any time. I can use all of them. But <laughs> as I took quiz, it came out that I'm an ignorer mm-hmm. um, and that probably is my go-to hustle habit yeah. uh, is, is to ignore that uh, things have uh, gotten out of control. Right. Uh, is I'm that like, it, is the ignoring the way that like you do overcompensate or undercompensate? I overcompensate. I, I think that's the right answer yeah. to your question. Um, I'm a people pleaser. So yeah. I like to please people. And, uh, you know, I learned years ago, I'm still a work in progress, that I have an audience of one. I need to please our mm-hmm. God who's created me in a certain way to do certain things. And uh, unfortunately, I get myself into situations where I'm trying to please too many people right. thinking I can do it in a shorter time frame um, and not do the best of job with it. And mm-hmm. uh, so I, I get overextended in that yeah. way. And the way I cope with it is to sort of ignore it. I'll right. <laughs> focus on something else and ignore all these other demands <laughs> right. um, that, I, that I've created for myself. Right. Yes. And then they come crashing down and you have to realize, oh gosh, you know, I've missed, yeah. I, I understand because I can definitely do that too. It's like, um, yeah, and I, I've missed that deadline. And, you know, I like, I can't <laughs> do everything that I have set out to do. So my, my wife has been a, a big help in this. Uh, she's not not a lot involved in the work that I do, but I come to her at times when I get extended and she helps, helps prioritize and remind me that I can't do all these things and help me uh, choicefully choose what I am going to do and be Mm -hmm. able to fulfill. So Mm -hmm. I also have a, uh, uh, a list of 10 marketing musts that I learned throughout my marketing career. Mm -hmm. And one of them is number three is fewer, bigger, better. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, what are the fewer things that I can do in a more excellent way, mm-hmm. um, you know, and make them as big as possible. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, making, making choices is, is something that we have to do when there's so many um, options in front of us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, everything around us, right. Keeps telling us like, we can, we can do more, we can be more better, faster, stronger kind of is the way of the world. And so to choose, like you're saying, Don, to limit what you could do for the sake of impact or, you know, the sake of your soul so that you're not overextended and then kind of leaking out everything sideways is a gift to your community too. Yes. Focus on what you can do and do well. Yes. Mm-hmm. I'm talking to myself when I say that. <laughs> I know, right. I know. We're all like going, oh yeah, oh yeah. Those good reminders. <laughs> I mean, because you scroll through social media, for instance, and then you have this kind of composite sense of like success, maybe. Or, you know, you're reading all of these books, you know, that someone's maybe taken 20 years to do, but maybe you're binge, you know, watching or reading through them. And it becomes, you know, you get this false sense of what we're called to do and to realize that it's it's individual too is really really important yeah i think one of the biggest lies of our culture is that you can be anything you want to be yeah and uh you know we can create ourselves. we can For decide sure. who we are and and do anything and you know mm-hmm. we we can't and uh <laughs> so understanding how god's created yeah. us why he's created us and really something that fits with our personality and style and gifting mm-hmm. and all those things have been really helpful for me. 
It is. What do limits look like? What does it look like for you guys to embrace limits in your particular careers at this moment? You know, we're coming out of COVID, at least in the US, people are beginning to kind of regather. What does it look like, maybe even after the pandemic, for you to embrace limits and your limits, particularly in this season? Yeah, I'm quickly reminded of the fact that I only have three children because after the third one, I realized that having more meant spending time with spending less time with the ones that I had. <laughs> and I'm not advocating here, Ashley, that people should have three children like I do. Uh, you know, maybe I have it's four, Don. What are you saying? <laughs> yeah, no, I, it would be too much for me. But, but you know, maybe it's one for someone. Maybe it's twelve for someone else. But realizing that the more you take on, the less time you'll be able to spend. So I've learned this in my work that mm -hmm. the more books I take on, the less time I can spend with each one. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, my sweet spot for a number of books is, let's say, X. For someone else, it may be 2X. For mm -hmm. someone else, it may be half of my X. But, mm -hmm. uh, you know, finding out what is that sweet spot for you mm -hmm. um, is, is really important, whatever your your endeavor is in your mm -hmm. vocation. Mm -hmm. I love that too, because it helps you then say, what am, I, what am I actually prioritizing here? You know, relationship, you know, for you, relationship with a various amount of publishers and authors, and what can you realistically take on without, you, you know, you're valuing people um, besides just product. Yeah, I think, you know, for me, so I'm a working mom. Mm -hmm. I also have three kids. They're a teenager. I guess my oldest is 20. So coming teens and, and young adults, mm -hmm. now, which is a different kind of time obligation, mm -hmm. right? Like it requires a different kind of energy and time than when they were little. I was home with my kids for 12 years. Um, I did some tutoring and freelancing, but you know, so I've been, I've, you know, I've done the working mom thing. I did the stay-at-home mom thing. Um, I've been at IVP now for eight years. And I think I, when I talk to other working moms, you know, especially those of us that took some time off and went back to work, mm -hmm. you feel like you got to do everything you can to kind of claw your way back mm -hmm. into, into the professional world. You do, and so it, you kind of, bend over backwards to accommodate, you know, to say yes to everything that you, every opportunity that you get, um, you want to do more and more and more. And so, I mean, <laughs> I've told a couple of people this, um, mm -hmm. and I think I said it to you too, but you know, I don't think I realized how much I needed this book, um, <laughs> until late in the process, because I, mm. man, I, I'm, this is, this is me right? This is where I'm at, that I'm, I'm trying to, to make something of myself. And so it's funny, you're, you're, you have these competing messages, right? Like we, we culture, um, even, even the church, kind of the be all you can be, hey, you are gifted in all of these areas. Yeah. Right. So you need to use these gifts mm -hmm. um, to the best of your ability <laughs> To glorify God, right? right. Like that's no kind pressure. of the message that we have. <laughs> right. Yeah, no right. pressure. No pressure. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it is like, to be honest, it is a daily struggle. Yeah. Fortunately for me, I have, so we've already mentioned Cindy Bunch, who's mm -hmm. our editorial director, and she is my supervisor. 
Um, she also happens to be a spiritual director. And so um, a lot of times my supervisory conversations aren't just about all that's on my plate, but she, she kind of slips into a little bit more of a spiritual director mode a lot of yeah. times where she, she's counseling yes. about what to do and what not to do. So I would say, boy, having, having a good kind of a accountability net of people mm -hmm. in your professional realm and in your personal realm is mm -hmm. so, so key. But yeah, I mean, I'm like, how do I experience limits? I experience limits all the time all the time because I am limited, right? right? And yeah. I can only do so much. And, and I am kind of that kid in the candy store. Like I want to do all of it. Mm -hmm. I want to have an opportunity to engage with all of it, you know, even more books and work on more projects and supervise more people and engage in more things just because I can do those mm -hmm. things doesn't mean I should do those things because wow, yeah. I have all these other things that I want to do. And I think, you know, coming out of the pandemic, mm -hmm. um, one of the things that we really just felt so starved for was relationships because we had, you know, kept distance. And yeah. so I think for me, especially now, like reconnecting with people and making sure that, that I like am intentional about right. like, fitting people into my, my world, because really for however many months it was, it was, you know, nuclear family, um, and then work, right. that was it. Yeah. And so how do I kind of get a, a healthier pace of life that um, so, I don't use, yeah. I don't want to use balance. Cause I think that's a overused and kind of a blurry term for us, but, yeah. but yeah, like how do I, how do I have a health, healthier rhythms? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of it too has got to be recognizing too that we have limits of a particular season, you know, and so I think coming out of the pandemic, socializing is wonderful, but it's probably a lot more exhausting emotionally, right? Yes. Um, or we crash, you know, afterwards, you know, with being in a big group of people, because we're just not used to it. And so I think too, realizing, okay, well, maybe this fall, like, is time for us to take stock of of what we want to choose to engage with and, you know, how we want to prioritize those intentional relationships. And that's why I think well, not to be like all, yay, go buy my book, but I, you know, it, it's coming out in the fall. So <laughs> it is going out in September. So hopefully it will be, you know, a roadmap for people to begin to say, yes, you're limited. Yes, that's good. Yes. It's an invitation to knowing God. And maybe then it will be something that, enables us to take stock of of where we want to go yes and your illustrations and examples in the book do that in a way uh, you help you helped me think through the struggle i already have mm -hmm. in those same types of situations Thanks. and so reflect on being intentional of reflecting on it and then choosing to do something different is yeah. so important and you, you really help do that throughout the book Thanks. Well, thank you guys for being a part of the project and for seeing it, you know, cheering it on as it goes out into the world soon in September. So um, I appreciate, yeah, the collaboration as we learn to live within our limits and see them as good gifts from a good God. So thanks. Quick laundry routines because listeners love the laundry routines. Let's hear them, guys. <laughs> so for me, I learned early in my marriage that if I did the laundry, I could get out of doing everything else. My <laughs> wife 
laundry. Yep. So I do all my laundry and I fold all her clothes. And uh, okay. that wins a lot. Now I've learned not to, to wash her clothes because because of those intimates, those are special things and they cost a lot and you can really mess those up. So I don't touch those, but uh, I fold her clothes and do all mine. Well done, I love that. How about you, Alyssa? What does your laundry routine look like? Yeah, so this is gonna surprise people. I don't really have a good routine. I mean, yeah. I just do like laundry when, when we're when desperate it needs. and we need yeah. to do it. And yeah. then a lot of times it's, you know, my husband or I will, will you know, start the load, one finishes the load, fold together. A lot mm -hmm. of times it's fold together. But but I will say I I did teach all three of my boys very early on how to do laundry. Well I feel done. like that's a, a big accomplishment. You. Yeah. So that they take great. care of all of their laundry. So ever, you know, whenever I'm at a baseball game and parents are complaining about stains in the baseball pants or whatever, I'm like, hmm, yeah, I don't handle that. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That's awesome. I did teach all of my children to do it too. And my seven-year-old daughter is like on top of it. So that's what happens when you're the youngest, I guess. You have to be oh. responsible. She whips all the boys into shape. So it's good. She'll be a good cook too. She will be. That that youngest that youngest child, it's just out of, it's it's a necessity, right? right. The youngest child it, it picks up a lot. Right. Picks up a lot. Like, <laughs> sorry, you got to survive. <laughs> totally. Yeah. yeah. Oh, we didn't feed you? Sorry. Right. Yeah. You can make yourself a quesadilla. Uh, well, thank you guys. It's been so fun. And I appreciate just your vulnerability, talking about limits. And we're excited to see what happens. So thanks for, for being here. Thanks so much. Friends, I hope you enjoyed that little peek behind the curtain of how a book gets made in my conversation with my agent, Don Gates, and my editor at IVP, Alyssa Shower, It's so encouraging to partner with people around an idea and words that actually matter, that can help take us out of our exhaustion and our hurry and our hustle and bring us out into a more spacious life. Well, if you've listened to the Finding Holy podcast for a while, you know that I always leave my listeners with one small step. Well, this season, my one small step is going to look a little bit different. We're actually going to practice what I call pocket practices. And the idea behind pocket practices is that they're practices that are small enough to keep in your pocket. I envision maybe you're a little bit like me and you're picking up your kids from school and you're waiting in the carpool line. Maybe you're feeling this existential angst or you're overwhelmed with your calendar and you need a sense of spaciousness right in the moment. Well, I've created pocket practices, which include some great emergency practices for just a time like that. Or pocket practices may be something that you wanna to add to an evening prayer or morning prayer time. It's a great way to actually connect the dots between all these ideas about what does it live, look like to live a spacious life and our actual ordinary everyday holy lives. So for today's pocket practice, we are going to take a minute and I would invite you to write down your limits of time. Write them down right now or, you know, pull out your iPhone, put it on a note, write down your limits of time. Why are they limited? Not only your 24 hours a day, but maybe you're limited just in a particular season. Maybe it's a very busy season with kids and lots of sports. Write down your limits of time. I'm going to give you just a second.
Okay, I hope you are able to do that. With those limits of time, I would invite you to pray through them. So I'm going to just pray and I'm going to encourage you to kind of insert your own, maybe later, as I insert mine. Father, you tell us that you delight in us, that we are invited into a more spacious life. And sometimes we confess our calendars get in the way. Often we fill up our calendars because we are afraid to be filled up by you. So take these limits on our time, whether we have family in town or lots of extracurricular activities for our children, or even if we have a very blank calendar and the desire to mentor and to be in others' lives and find that wanting, would you meet us in our limits of time? For your name's sake. Amen. Friends, it's always such an encouragement to join together on the Finding Holy podcast. Stay tuned. We have some amazing authors and artists and pastors and professors coming on. You don't want to miss an episode. Go ahead and subscribe. And if you want to know more about your hustle habit, I invite you to head on over to aspacious.life and find out, are you a blamer? Do you fall into shame? Do you ignore your limits or do you try to control them? This episode was brought to you in part by the Table Podcast at Dallas Theological Seminary. Listen to rotating hosts discuss issues of God and culture to demonstrate theology's relevance in everyday life. Find it on your podcast app for videos and more. Visit dts.edu slash podcast.